You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 218, Kids and Respect Q&A. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. This episode will be published the day before my birthday, and I have a birthday request. If you've been listening to this podcast for a day, a month, a year, or all four years, and you've gotten value from listening, it would be a huge gift to me if you left a rating and review of the show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This not only helps other moms find the show, it helps them decide whether to listen based on your reviews. Like I said, you can consider it your birthday gift to me. And if you aren't listening to this in October, I love belated gifts too. It's never too late. For all of you who have left reviews of the show, I thank you and I appreciate you so much. And while we're on the subject of birthdays, let me remind you that anyone who becomes a private client of mine during the month of October will receive a birthday box with some of my favorite things sent to them in the mail. It's really a fun way for me to celebrate those of you who are committed and ready to take action to work on improving yourself and your families. There's a short application that you can find by going to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini. Now, last week, I did a workshop called The Secret to Raising Respectful Kids That No One Else Is Talking About. And it was so good. So many of you showed up live and asked great questions. And when I was getting ready to send out the replay, I realized I hadn't set it to automatically record. I just assumed that the setting had been saved from the previous workshop. So I was really bummed out. But I decided to offer it again on Monday and send out the replay from that. So as of the time of this recording, I haven't run that Monday workshop yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. Before the first workshop on Friday, I sent out an email to all the people who registered asking them to tell me one thing they must know, ask, or understand by the end of the workshop because I wanted to make sure they got the information they needed. And I got some amazing questions that I want to address here because I think everyone will benefit from hearing my answers. So the first one said, I would like to understand what respectful behavior exactly means, especially in the context of teenagers. Which parts of their behavior do I need to tolerate because they are, quote, normal in the teenage years? For example, tone of voice, rolling eyes, ignoring requests. And which parts do I need to address? I love this question. What exactly is respectful or disrespectful behavior? It's totally subjective. Something you think is disrespectful and become frustrated over may not phase me at all. Something that's considered respectful in a particular culture or family may be considered disrespectful in another. The only thing that determines what behavior is respectful or disrespectful is your thought about it and what you make it mean. So this listener is asking, which behavior do I need to tolerate and which do I need to address? I can't answer that for her. She's going to need to decide based on her values and her ideas, how she wants to respond and why. 
And one of the things I help moms do in my private coaching is to help them get really clear on their values so they know what feels right for them. If you don't know your values and why they're important to you, it's going to be very challenging and confusing to set expectations and boundaries. And you'll end up feeling pressured to do what other people say you should, which is about their thoughts and values, not yours. So the short answer is that there really is no one answer. Your child's behavior isn't respectful or disrespectful, good or bad, until you decide that it is. So get curious with yourself about what you make their behavior mean about you and about them, and then you'll be so much more clear about what to do. The next mom wrote, one thing I would love to know is why my kids love to push buttons just for the sake of pushing buttons. When they see I'm upset and I've asked them a hundred times to stop, why must they continue on? So if I was coaching this mom, I'd ask her to answer that question. Why must they continue on? Her answer would provide me with her thoughts about her kid's behavior. Now, my guess is that her answer would be something along the lines of, they don't respect me, they don't care about me, or I'm doing it wrong. These sentences in her mind are the buttons, but her kids aren't the ones pushing them. She is. She's choosing to believe these thoughts about herself that are completely optional, right? There are a million other ways to think about this situation. For example, maybe the reason they continue on with their behavior is because she continues a hundred times asking them to stop. She's trained them to continue because she continues doing the same thing over and over without different results. And that's the definition of insanity. When you stop blaming your kids for causing your feelings and behavior and take full responsibility, you take your power back. And then you can choose to think, feel, and do things differently to create different results. Two episodes that could be helpful here are episode 71, The Truth About Buttons and Triggers, and episode 124, Do Something Different, which I'll link to in today's show notes. The next question said, why do my kids see me as a robot who is there to serve them rather than a person with feelings? I've told them that I'm a real person. I've shown them how to value me by valuing myself, and they see my partner treat me with love and respect, yet they still ignore me tell me angrily to wait when I ask them to do something despite numerous advance warnings and moan at me for not doing enough, whatever enough is. So with this one, I'm gonna speak directly to the person who wrote me. It's important to separate out the facts of the situation from the story you're telling yourself. Right now, your story is that your kids see you as a robot who's there to serve them rather than a person with feelings. Choosing to tell yourself a story in that way doesn't serve you, and it shows that you aren't valuing yourself. You get to decide what you make their behavior mean and how you tell the story. How can you tell it where you're a hero and not a victim, where you're valued no matter how they behave? I want you to listen to episode 31, What's Your Story, and see if you can come up with a better one. And for everyone listening, helping you rewrite your stories is one of my favorite things to do with clients. It's so powerful. So everyone listening, if you've got a story from your past that isn't serving you, go listen to episode 31. The next question says, my eight-year-old son is very explosive recently. 
We work on his homework. There is a small difficulty and he goes boom, starts yelling, throwing things and crying. It's difficult to calm him and it usually takes more time than the homework itself. He's not really disrespectful, just angry and very sad. Often he stops that as suddenly as it started, just as if there was a magic switch, angry on, angry off. And then he is sad for some time. I can see he's not proud about his outburst. And then it's all over as if nothing happened. I'm trying to understand what is happening and how I can help him. I hug him, talk calmly, wait patiently, but I have a feeling I'm not really getting to the root cause. So this doesn't really sound like a respect question, but I wanted to answer it anyway because I think very often angry outbursts can be interpreted as disrespectful behavior. And you might recall my series about the three core emotional needs of children from a while back. It sounds to me as though this boy's need for competence isn't being met. He doesn't understand the homework, and so he probably has negative thoughts about himself and his abilities. So check out episode 58 for ideas about how to help him in this area. The last question says, how do you cultivate kids respecting others' boundaries? And this is a really interesting question because in my opinion, the person setting the boundary is the one who needs to follow through and enforce their boundary, or it isn't really even a boundary at all. And so there's nothing that you can really do other than speak with your kids about their behavior from a very curious place instead of a judgmental or critical one. So if Aunt Sally sets a boundary with your kids that she'll leave the room if they start fighting, it's up to Aunt Sally to enforce her boundary. And you don't need to be involved at all. I'm assuming that Aunt Sally is an adult, so she's responsible for herself. That's what I have for you today. I hope it was helpful. If you thought so, don't forget to leave a rating and review and tell your mama friends to listen too. And if you're ready to transform your parenting and get that birthday box in the mail from me too, go apply for your free call with me at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.